Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back for another Caravan of Garbage, the show where we look at things and go like, hey, what, what, do, you, what do you think of this? What do we think of this? And then people yell at us about our opinions, Oftentimes, whether they be good or bad. Oftentimes they say, uh, why, why is this movie in Caravan of Garbage? It's not garbage. And we say to them... It's just the title of the, the, the video series. We, we, didn't, we didn't think it through that much. We didn't think it that hard. So <laughs> not everything in here is garbage, but it, presumably some of the people who have already thought that have already either stopped watching or have clicked dislike. So, or look. have told us to kill ourselves in the comments. Anyway. <laughs> Leave a like if you could. Yeah, this week. This and week a comment. This week we're talking about Man of Steel. That's right, because we are doing the Zack Snyder Man of Steel trilogy. It's kind of loosely yeah, called. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing the oeuvre the, the of Zack <laughs> Snyder. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I'll start again. I went way down the wrong way. Com- kombucha? That'll do it to you. <laughs> now you've got... Now you've got like... Bact- I've got a different voice now for the rest of the video, yeah. even if I edit this out. <laughs> and you've got bacteria in your lungs. Fuck. Weird kombucha bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, go on. Well, look, we're covering the complete oeuvre of Zack Snyder, except not Dawn of the Dead and not uh, that Owls movie. No, not just the Owls movie. Just his DC stuff. To open things up, as I think we should, which is what the movie does, let's just talk about Krypton and what's going on okay. in Krypton. I know it's a nonsense planet that doesn't make any sense. You sure? But I love it. Right. I love that it's not just crystals and glass and people mm. in white coats going, well, it's happened. I mean, there's, there's a bit of that. Sure. But it's just, you know, it's They're weird. more in capes. They're yeah. in more uh, jewel-encrusted capes going, <laughs> Yeah. But they are going, rah. That's right. It's weird, dirty rocks and giant dragonflies and gold helmets. It's got a particular planned, beautiful aesthetic. Yes. A ridiculous aesthetic that makes no sense. As I've, as I've maybe perhaps mentioned in previous videos, what do you do on the planet Krypton? Like, if you're not a if you're not a warrior, you're yep. not a scientist, you're not on a council. Yeah. What do you do? Because there's nothing in any of the rooms. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anywhere to go. Like, if you want to, can you go to the movies? And if so, do you have to catch a dragon, giant dragonfly, and fly to the movies? Is the movies just a giant pin art screen? <laughs> and you're like, who is anybody in this? Who? Why? What have you got to live for on this planet? I feel maybe there's the unanswered question is that if you go over one of those, you know, endless beautiful mountain ranges, there's just regular suburbs. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just people going to the mall, <laughs> just apartment building, going, going to play mini golf. You know. The strange thing about the pin art, which is the way you communicate, and you're like, is that my wife? I can't really tell. Uh huh. They also have incredibly lifelike holograms. So yeah. it's weird that they would defer to that. Well, there's a moment in the earlier part of the movie where Jor-El is talking to Lara, his wife, yes. and he's seeing her on a, on a pinboard, yep. and she says, Jor-El, look out! <laughs> so she can see him and all his surroundings, but he can just see the pinboard. Yeah. So she is she looking at a TV screen? I don't know. Yeah, right? We, 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 or does she have a bigger pinboard that also shows, <laughs> like, is your home, does your home pinboard, is it the size of the wall and it also includes all the background? It's entirely possible. It could be, it could wrap around. We don't, oh we don't God, really wrap know. Oh, my God, pinboard. That being said, 
I love the idea of how they set up this doomed Krypton the way that they often do, where it's just dumb bureaucrats in stupid hats being like, the planet's not dying, religion will live forever, and whatever, and then the planet explodes. It's the dumbest council in the world who then put all the racists and and horrible (laughs) kind of blood-feuding families in dick rockets and fire them to (laughs) safety. Look, I have so many many questions about the whole thing. First of all, they're like, exactly, they're like, well, we have precisely... Ten devices that... Uh, will you know, usher you to safety. Yeah, that's right. Should we use them? No, let's give them to the criminals. Let's definitely do that. Uh, secondly, Jor-El mentions to, to Zod at some point during the Krypton sequence that the birth of his and Lara's child is the first natural birth in centuries. Heresy! Which, for me, opens this whole big can of worms. It's yeah. like, is maybe the reason that everybody on this planet so angry... Is nobody's been laid in like 300 years? Is that maybe? Well, look, I'd imagine there's still... Is that why all the stuff looks like dicks? Is that? Is this just I'm asking? I'm, I'm asking. That's I'm just a, asking questions. It's not an unreasonable question. And the thing is, these questions I have about this society and this council and why they do the things they do, bear in mind, this isn't a criticism. I have criticisms, sure. criticisms that I'm going to get to them, but they're a dying, doomed civilization and they just do dumb things. Yeah. So I'm entirely okay with it. I also like the idea that Jor-El is this guy who he was born as a scientist. He was raised to be a scientist. And he just goes, you know what? I'm going to teach myself Kung Fu. Right. And fucking no one sees it coming. Right. When they're just walking him off, they don't think he's just going to be throwing elbows. They've all been raised that way. And he's just tearing through them. Because he probably, you know, he, he took a year off to probably just practice some a, Kung he Fu. He took a year off and he watched the Dark Knight trilogy is what <laughs> happened. That's why he's throwing out all those knees and elbows. I love it though. Yeah. I love that idea that... In this civilization, you can go beyond yourself if you want to, and it's unusual, and nobody expects it. Right? You can do what you can just do whatever you want if you want to. You apply yourself. You can birth your own child. Yeah, he's the only man with a dick on that planet. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We don't have any evidence for or against, but I'm just saying, if you didn't have one, maybe you'd be grumpy. God damn. Michael Shannon is good in this. Right, good. He's terrifying, mm. and you believe everything that he's saying. Physically, he looks good. Like mm-hmm. He looks like a guy who could potentially be a foil to a Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, he's got a lot of good ideas that are right, because he's like, the planet's exploding, and I want to stop that. But he cuts but, his own hair. <laughs> but he cuts his own hair. And then, of course, also, there's the weird bloodline racist stuff that, yeah, that, <laughs> that I don't agree weird, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, like all good villains they've got a point to an extent. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely, yeah. And he's just been pushed that little bit too far because people aren't listening to him. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. even a point when, when Zod and, and Jor-El have their first conversation in that throne room. Yeah. And I'm going, well, they say, why wouldn't they be on the same side? And yeah. then it, oh, the racism, I see, I get it. I get it now, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. I love all the uh, Codex Bloodline stuff and it's all kept in like an ancient Kryptonian monkey skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really important. they got to usher it off the planet and he dives into the pool and he swims through and the alarm system goes off and he's, and he's in his he's, he's in his tight Superman onesie. I love it. Yeah. I'm all for it. His super drawers, yes. That's right. And then when he grabs it and he climbs out and he just cracks, cracks it, it on, on the, the rock. Right, right. Clack. That's fine. Don't even worry about it. Just this <laughs> Skull that's millions of years old. It would have been a much shorter movie if he just did it. Oh, it's a it's a very old skull. I didn't factor that in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's turned to dust now. Here's a question though. Yes, and it will factor more into the end of the movie. Do you think it would have been a better idea for him to give that to Zod to have the civilization survive? I think it might have been a better idea to give him like a decoy skull or anything. Okay, but sure. instead in this movie, Jor El pretty much gives the game away immediately yeah he's like guess what we had a kid and we've got the codex we're shooting it into space yeah over that way that's right don't even worry about it i know you're jealous of his dick but you stay away from him all right (laughs) you'll never get him 
Oh, you can still see the rocket and you got to shoot it down? Here's a tip for you. Mm. Uh, Jorel, where's the codex? I threw it in the bin. I broke it when I climbed out of the pool. <laughs> right. There's then, a pin art video of it you can and look then, at. Then Zod would be like, that's actually pretty plausible. And now that I think <laughs> it was very fragile. Oh, well, I guess our civilization's done. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I like all the Krypton stuff. In mm-hmm. summary, and I like that they just, just didn't defer to the Crystal, Chris Reeve stuff, which, again, I also like, and they uh-huh. borrow that a lot in the comics, but... This is a different Superman. And I think the criticisms that have been leveled at this is that it's not the Chris Reeve version. But it's di- it's different. And that's and that's okay. It's a different universe. I don't agree with everything that they've done here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But at least it's not Superman Returns is what I'm saying. Exactly. Precisely, yes. <laughs> I also like how most of the growing up stuff with Clark is done in flashback. I had a question about the flashbacks. In sure. fact, it's, it's not a question, James. I'll rephrase. I have a theory about the flashbacks. Okay. Because a lot of this is it's, it's modern day... Clark Kent, and then it flashes back to a uh, an important moment in young Clark's yeah. life. In rewatching this, I feel pretty confident in saying that I think they put the flashbacks in the wrong order, and nobody noticed until the movie came out, and then it was too late to do anything about it. Because there's a scene in the movie, present day Clark, he's working at like a like a truck stop diner, and a guy gives him some grief. Yep. And then later in the movie, like half an hour later, there's a flashback where young Clark Kent is being like pushed around by some bullies. And the question is, what kind of man are you going to grow up to be, Clark? Are sure, you going to yeah. are you going to uh, you going to stand up to bullies? We already know. It happened <laughs> half an hour ago, and we know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to take all the abuse, then he's going to walk outside, and he's going to impale the guy's truck on a bunch of logs, and then he's going to leave. Do you think that's too far to ruin this man's livelihood potentially? I uh, think he deserved it. I think he kind of deserved it, but also Clark's like six foot four, right? And this yeah. guy was like maybe a foot shorter than him. Yeah, I love that moment where he shoves him. And nothing And happens. it's just he's just yeah. a wall. He doesn't even yeah. flinch, and the guy's face is just like... What what, yeah, right. what has just happened? But also, it's a rowdy truck stop bar, and I guess my question is, it wouldn't be out of place if a guy who worked at the bar was like, you're making trouble, stop doing that or I'll throw you out. Yeah. You won't have to take a, a, a glass of beer to the face, just pick him up and hurl him out the door. Yeah, absolutely. And the boss would be like, good job, Clark. Yeah, because he could. Yeah. He could pick him up by the scruff of the neck right. <laughs> and throw him out the door yeah. like there's, he's nothing. There's another flashback where... Pa Kent, he's, mm. he's, he's sat a young Clark down and he's like, you're going to have to make a choice, Clark. You're going to have to... Are you going to be nice or are you going to drown you, kids in a school bus? Exactly. You, you're going to... Oh, I've got it written it here. It says you're going to have to make a choice, a choice of whether to stand proud in front of the human race or not. Like, are you going to be a hero? Yeah. But again, right at the start of the movie... He rescues a bunch of dudes from a burning oil rig. And they're, and they're all like, they, they could presumably all be like, yeah, we saw his face and he's on fire that whole time. We could, <laughs> we could pick him out of a lineup if we wanted yeah. to. Like, I feel like maybe if they'd moved some of these around, you'd be like... Oh, you get the natural progression more. Yeah, right? and it's like, yeah. and like obviously, because it's a Superman movie, we know he's going to be Superman. Yes. But for someone who maybe went into this you know, with fresh eyes and like, let's presume there's somebody out who doesn't know who Superman is and watches this movie. They'd be like... Yeah, he's he's gonna. We know he's gonna be a hero because yeah, he saved right. those people. You know? That being said, his father puts him on a path in this movie w- where it's very lucky that he didn't turn out to be the kid from Brightburn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just think one of my major problems with this movie is the characterization of Jonathan Kent, mm. and I think he mostly is done right in Smallville, Chris Reeve movies, a lot of the animated stuff, mm-hmm. comics. He's done right a lot of the time because he pushes Clark to better himself, and Clark's like, "I want to play sport and you know and and show people what I can do." And he's and like, Clark Kent's often like, "Run." second you know <laughs> yeah he's exactly like, he's like run second what you want to be a pro athlete you think that's the extent of your abilities that's yeah, right, what uh-huh. you want to do with these amazing gifts that you have you uh-huh. need to think bigger 
you need to think about humanity. Think about how many logs you can put through a truck. <laughs> yeah, Clark. that's right. How many? Yeah. But yeah, this version of Parkent is very much like. I don't think you should try, Clark. I think you should hide away. Yeah. And I don't think you should bring any attention to to this. It's it's so important that you don't bring any attention to you being any different from anybody else. P.S. I took this piece of metal from your spaceship <laughs> and I and I brought it to a metallurgist and he was like, "This is a crazy piece of metal. I've never encountered anything like this in my entire life." Anyway, here's the piece of metal back, and I'm never going to mention this ever again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One rule for Park and it's one rule for Clark, isn't it? Well, that, that's not wrong. I also I have a massive problem with the tornado death. I've written here. Let me. Let it's me entirely see. avoidable. Uh, I've written here. Hang on, let me find it. The death of Park Kent is the dumbest death in the history of cinema. <laughs> I don't know about the dumbest death it's in history. It's the dumbest of death. I, I think for such a serious movie as well, it doesn't. It doesn't play. The idea also that it's not even the moment where he doesn't rescue him, which he could. Because first of all, nobody is looking at Clark in that yeah. moment. Everyone's looking at Park Kent. He could run in, grab him. No one would even see what happened, right? Uh Uh-huh. The other thing is, before they even get to the underpass, he says to Clark, I'll go back for the dog. Here, carry this kid. I move at regular speed and I can get my foot caught in a car door. door, Yeah. Which would happen to you, if it happened to you, you'd walk through it like it was (laughs) tinfoil. All the steps leading up to that make no sense. Well, they make sense if you consider that that scene needed to be dramatic and move the plot forward. Yes. Did it make any sense? <laughs> no, but it, it did those other things, didn't I, it? I also think the lesson doesn't work. Look, again, this isn't the Chris Reeve movies, yeah, and I don't want it to be, and uh-huh. that's absolutely fine. But in those movies, the lesson learned from Clark Kent's dad is he dies of a heart attack and he realises that despite all his insane powers, he can't save everybody. Yeah, But mm-hmm. this is a scenario he where he have. definitely could have saved well, this him. Is the, I think this is intended to be his Spider-Man Uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility thing, and he and he decided not to, and that's a real a big mistake he made. Yeah. But there, there's no, there was no villain here. It was just a... Big gust of wind. Big gust of wind. <laughs> and yeah, and it's, it's like Parkent went in there like, well, it'd be a bit suspicious if you went in there and saved the dog and survived. So me, a much older man with no powers going in, <laughs> who's definitely going to die. It'll make much more sense if I come out of this alive, which I won't. <laughs> I'm going to die. Anyway. Also, if I could just refer everybody to groundzeroshelters.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is in relation to hiding under an underpass I'm with listening. a tornado. Don't do it. Okay. Because it can create a wind tunnel oh. and destroy you anyway. Stay in your car with your seatbelt on, put your head down below the windows, covering your head with your hands and with a blanket if possible, or get <laughs> This is just a PSA. Why am I doing this? Or if you can get lower than the level of the roadway, exit your car and lie in that area covering your head with your hands. It's a common misconception to go under an overpass of what I'm saying. Mm. I'm trying to save lives out here, Mason. Okay, but Unlike I'll... Superman. That's right. <laughs> Look, I've, I've always learned that if you're encountering a tornado, I you know try to uh, try to go onto a golf course and like hold your golf club up really high above your head. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that works The too, lightning yeah. will distract you from the tornadoes. Definitely. I think Henry Cavill's great in this. I think so too. I think he gets less and less to do in these movies after this one i think he's kind of hard done by in batman v superman which we'll come back to but i think overall with the material that he is given the physicality of the performance how he looks how hairy his chest how is. hairy his chest is i love that that's very death of superman throwing that back mm-hmm. in i'm okay with it i think he's terrific how yeah. do you feel about him and the suit though yeah you're right he's got the physicality he's got he's got the range as an actor and he's got the potential mm. to be the superman that maybe is one that's filled with hope 
and yeah. filled with. But again, the one they shoehorn into the end of Justice League. That's exactly right. Yeah. And again, if you want a grim and gritty Superman, he can do that as well. Yeah. And it, you know, at this point, we didn't know that whether it was going to be a franchise or not. Yeah. It was just a kind of standalone. Um, I think they should have put in the underpants. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I but I don't mean the, the underpants. But I don't mean the full underpants. Yeah, right. Like, you know, do it. Do, do it. Maybe a red belt. Yeah, like a red belt situation. You know, like yeah. a, like an extended bike short. I don't I, know. I know they did try multiple variations. Yeah, and right. They couldn't uh-huh. get the look right. Uh huh. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't mind the underpants. I think they it can look okay. Mm-hmm. Like think of Iron Man. Iron Man yeah. traditionally, like the '60s version, had had a, an iron suit with underpants. Big underpants. Big underpants. But in the modern day version, he's still got like the red in the middle. They it's break just, it up. They break it yeah. up. Yeah, do that with this suit. Yeah. I think the problem with this suit is and- quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will. Because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. I generally like it, especially the cape. I think the cape looks great. It's too muted compared to the also muted world. Like he doesn't yeah. pop enough out of it. I and think, the and the, uh, the and I'm not saying don't go garish spandex, uh-huh. but I'm saying 
wear something that kind of lifts him above the kind of grey tone of a lot of this movie. And that lifts him above the villains. Because in this <laughs> yes. movie, there's a, there's even a moment where the, the soldiers are like, op- the, the boss is like, open fire, and they're like, even the man in blue? Like, <laughs> I think they're all wearing blue. I don't know. I'm on a battlefield. Bluish, greyish? I don't know what colour anybody is. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll just keep shooting. It- I mean, it's not working, but I'll keep shooting. <laughs> Also, I think Lois Lane is great in this. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably the best Lois Lane. I know that's kind of heresy. Yes. If you look back again at the 70s movies and the other versions that we've got. But I think she does a lot of actual reporting. She does a lot of screaming. She does a lot of screaming, but not too much screaming. She does a lot of being invited to like a military mm. base where they're digging up something and they don't know what it is yet, but they're like, we better bring the media just in case. Yeah, that's just right. Just in case this is an alien thing, and then we can <laughs> deny all knowledge of it after showing it to her. Let's talk about an alien thing. Okay. I like the idea of the Fortress of Solitude in this, that it's a crashed scout ship from uh-huh, yep. thousands of years prior. Uh-huh. I think that's an interesting take on that in the sense that you can plug in, you know, like a new Kryptonian key and all of a sudden it's it's your ship. It's your sure, Fortress right, uh-huh. of Solitude. Yes. I like that a lot. But they also kind of entirely abandon it in, in later movies in terms of a place that Superman can go to for refuge. Yeah, and it's yeah. also it was also intended, I think, as well to be potentially the origin story of Supergirl as well. Oh, we we're gonna, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we see an empty pod there, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I do have a note about uh, this particular ship. Mm. Um, so Jor-El sent Kal-El to Earth with basically a USB stick that explains his origins and contains a copy of his dad, Yep, like in the USB stick, but nothing on his ship to read it. <laughs> so he's made the leap... Yeah. That even if Jor-El knows about this scout ship on Earth, that Clark will find it even though it's been buried in the ice for nearly 20,000 years. Maybe the military never finds it and he's just walking around with his USB <laughs> stick in his pocket going, I wish I knew what my destiny was. That being said, it's also entirely possible the ship that brought him does do that oh. and he's never tried it. They've never put it together for some reason. Yeah, right. Or that also he knew that ship was there and still functional because he has some information about the planet yeah, right. Earth. Or maybe... He has the stick Mm. and he goes to his birthing capsule spaceship to try it and he puts it in upside down and it doesn't work and he turns it around and he puts it in and it's still upside down for some reason. (laughs) He just keeps trying it. It's always upside down with these USB sticks. Why doesn't it work both ways? I will say this though about their relationship, getting Mm -hmm. back to the Jonathan Kent thing. That moment where they're talking about where he's from and he just has this real existential crisis of like, not that I'm adopted, I'm not from this planet. Uh And he's just like, I want to just be a regular kid. Why can't I just be your son? And he's like... You are my son. None of that. None of that mm. matters. Like fuck all that. Like yeah. the, the most important thing is that you know I still love you despite all of this. I think that's a terrific moment. Again, the problem with Jonathan Kent isn't the performance or little moments like that. It's mm-hmm. the fact that he's a dumb dad who dies in a tornado. And I think mate, is it was that the idea behind? Okay, well, well, Jor El is like the big man of action. Sure, and Park Kent is the man of. Just sit calmly in your seat and keep your seatbelt on. Yes, I and think, they needed that contrast to be like he's got to choose one. I think that is the idea, but he's too much of a downer. Like he's yeah. dragging him down too much. Yeah, you know, I can understand him going. I'm glad that tornado took him. Quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, it did everybody a favor. Who knows what would have happened? You know what I also like about this movie? Yes, there's not so much kryptonite as there is. He hadn't been recently exposed to the Kryptonian atmosphere, and that is his kryptonite. Yeah, it's this really heavy environment that he's just not used to. Yeah, right. And it's just this crushing weight on him. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting idea. I think so too. Yeah. I also like the physicality of all the Kryptonians in this. The moment where Zod flips that truck like it's a tin can. Yep. 
The fight scene in Smallville mm-hmm. is amazing. I agree, yeah. It's so good. And again, you know, I there are there are elements of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies that I like and don't like. There's, you know, some great Superman and Justice League cartoons that have, have great characterizations of Superman, but I mm. feel like this is the first movie that we really feel the physicality of beings that can yeah. fly, you know, beyond the speed of sound and just crash into buildings and destroy them. I hops, I hops, and with and Sears, uh, R.I.P. Uh, and 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 just not feel it. Yes, but at the same time, they at, can be damaged. Yes, which I think also raises the stakes for everybody and means the army serves an actual purpose there. They might not be greatly impacting what's going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they have some play in what is going yeah, on in that exactly, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, Fayora does get hit by a missile, and she is yeah. at least temporarily knocked out. So yeah, we absolutely. Know, we know, I guess, at least until they achieve their yeah. full Superman level powers. Yeah. You know, the longer they spend on Earth. Yes. But but until that time, they are kind of vulnerable. Also, Fayora and Christopher Maloney's character, to me, yes, have this weird romantic subplot Definitely. they never say anything but i feel like christopher <laughs> maloney's character whose name i cannot recall nor will i look up because he's always christopher maloney in everything to me so we need uh beautiful man immediately upon seeing her you see him fall in love yes. like, oh, oh my stars <laughs> what a beautiful what a beautiful alien lady mm. i love how he bought a knife to an indestructible kryptonian fight yeah right and he just goes i guess i'm just doing this yeah. even though i'm about to be shredded sure i love it i think it's i think he's really good in this movie Mm-hmm. I, I think he's great. But what I also like about that scene, which doesn't play in the final battle in Metropolis, he's actively saving people and trying to prevent destruction. Uh-huh. And I and look, we will get to it, but that is a major problem for me in this movie. Mm. Which, and that's where it kind of falls apart in a big way. The world engine is, is not terrible. Well, I've written here, not only is it not terrible, but it's the perfect superhero movie finale machine because it generates both fire and smoke and it shoots a blue sky beam. Yeah, so it does it, can, it all. It's just, <laughs> hey, you want an environment for a finale? You want some smoke to obscure some bad CGI? You want yeah. a laser beam to know that there's <laughs> some stakes happening? There's a, look, I hope that laser beam doesn't go yeah. on too long because otherwise big trouble. But I like that it's, you see the crushing atmosphere and gravity yeah, effect. Uh-huh. It's not just blasting, there's other things going mm. on. I also forgot that he sort of fights a squid, whatever. It's not really <laughs> yeah. important. Uh-huh. But what I don't like about it, and this is the problem, I think, with a moment in Superman Returns. He manages to fly through it just because he believes in himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe there should be more to it than... Maybe stand back and shoot it with your laser eyes instead yeah. of standing directly under the beam, the crushing weight of Maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. And uh-huh. that's just my thought, yeah. Uh, I had another thought, which was... It, it's a terraforming machine. Yes. I guess my question is, if you start out on a world where you cannot... Breathing the atmosphere might kill you. Yeah. Why are you terraforming that planet? Terraform a different planet. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can have Jupiter. I don't care. But I don't think the atmosphere kills you. I think it's overwhelming. I think yeah, that's the right. difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he's just a prick. Like, to <laughs> that's be probably it, yeah. That's what it comes down well, to. Well, I mean, I, I, I did wonder why he thought that showing Clark like a hallucination of a destroyed Earth with this endless field of skulls. Yeah, cool. I wonder why he thought that might be a... <laughs> Like, that would convince that's Clark that's, that's a good idea. That would really convince him. Yeah, I'm on board with this terraforming plan now. <laughs> oh, is that my friend Lana's skull? Terrific. Yeah, great. I'm on board now. I love sinking in skulls. Mm-hmm. So we've got to talk about the finale. I know people have, have kind of excused it to death, and uh-huh. we've been openly criticised for, for saying that why does Superman 
not so much knock down so many buildings, which he does. Yes. But also allow this to happen. There's even a moment where they go into space and they drop back straight down. Back, back into the like, city. Go the city somewhere else, yeah. obviously. To be fair, that is addressed at the start of Batman v Superman, which, which we'll come back to. Like, why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. It all looks good. The yeah. punching is great. It's the all very realistic. But the idea that he decides to wipe Krypton out entirely by crashing that ship into so many buildings, yes. killing not only what's left of his planet, but also tens of thousands of people in Metropolis. Um, to and be fair, we never actually see any human deaths. I, I believe Zack Snyder made the point of saying it's something like 5,000 okay, people were, were killed, which is... A lot of deaths it's confirmed. Qu- it's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But then it all comes down to that one moment of a neck snap. Oh, yes. And people say that uh, an excuse is that what was he supposed to do in that scenario? Fly away? Fly, well, I, I understand that, like... He's Use his super <laughs> speed to move those people out of the way? <laughs> yeah, sure. All of those things. Uh, maybe he could stand in front of the heat vision. Move really fast. Well, that's my point. Just write a different scenario. Yep. You know, I understand (laughs) that he wants to save people. It's not the killing Zod that I so much have a problem with. Mm -hmm. It's because he does kill occasionally. He'll kill if he has to. Well, here's the thing as well, is that it also builds up to a moment where he kills Zod and then then he's torn up, he's destroyed by it. And again, if you... But look what just happened. I know, right? Yeah. But if you... Well, that also. But also, if you you know Superman Mm. as a character, you go, well, he probably doesn't tries not to kill that many people. But if you don't know Superman, you've just seen two hours of a, of a guy just, just ramming through buildings. And, like, at one point he, like, drags a, a Kryptonian, like, through a city by his face. Yeah. And it's like, why... You, you tried to kill him, like, yeah. like, 20 minutes ago. Why are you concerned that you had to kill him now? Exactly. Like, if you don't know who You've Superman... You've exterminated your race, essentially. Yes. If you didn't know who Superman was, you'd be like, why is, why is he feeling so sad at this last kill? <laughs> yeah. He seemed to be bang up for it a minute ago. Yeah, it's, it's strange to me. And it's interesting because... Christopher Nolan had a big hand in this movie. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't have proof of this, but I feel like they offered him Man of Steel to direct. Yeah, right. He's a producer and he has a writing credit. He thought that he didn't like the idea of Superman killing at the end and, and was kind of talked around to it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like tonally it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Again, it's not mm. the killing. It's, yeah. the, it's the execution of this scenario. Yeah. That execution I, is right. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. I just, I don't believe that, yeah, like you said, that this version of Superman would care about killing Zod. Because mm. Zod, he, su- he sucks, straight up. He like, sucks, absolutely so, sucks, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy you want to kill out of all of those people. And if, you know, if you've, if you've recently seen maybe an Avengers movie or something like that, where the heroes kill people just all the time, as a matter of course, you'd be yeah. like... I guess you you got to do that sometimes. You got to do it's it, fine, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's it. Anyways, here's a section of the show called "We Give You Some Trivia." Oh uh, but also bear in mind we don't mention every bit of trivia. If you do want that, go read a list of trivia because we're almost certainly not going to mention everything. Like how you see the <laughs> Bruce Wayne satellite in space. Yes, I saw it. You see the LexCorp truck. <laughs> yeah. You see a LexCorp truck. That's right. Uh, if you want to know all the trivia, go to a trivia page and you'll figure out exactly the point at which we stopped reading the trivia. Because <laughs> there'll right. be more, we'll say a last bit of trivia, then there'll be more trivia under that. Correct. So, Supergirl, you mentioned that. Now, Zack Snyder has said that the open pod that we see on the Kryptonian ship, that was something more than oh, Supergirl. That being said, there is a prequel comic in where it is, is definitely a Supergirl, version of yeah. That being said, he almost certainly didn't have a hand in writing that. That's right. But I do wonder whether it was going to be the Eradicator. Maybe it was Doomsday at some point. Yeah, right, uh-huh. You know, you know what? It was, it was a box of potential. That's what it was. Yeah, that's right. It's put in a mystery box and be like, what do you think it's going to be, audience? Yes. <laughs> also, you know how they all get sucked into the Phantom Zone at the end? Yes. Uh, he mentioned that Feora maybe survived. Okay. And uh, so my question my question is, did Christopher Maloney end up in the Phantom Zone? 
Do you think he could come back potentially? Yes. I just wanted to do the rhyme. I loved it. <laughs> but do you think he could though? I think they did and I think they're going to come back married. That's <laughs> how sure. it's going to work. Yeah. I don't know. I also they're going to repopulate the Kryptonian race. And <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. that's great. That's it. And also, of course, we can't go past mentioning that uh, General Swanwick is Martian Manhunter. Potentially he is, yeah. yeah. Or so it's been revealed by Zack Snyder. It has. Is, yeah. There's some storyboards that led to the idea that he was going to be revealed to be he was basically protecting Earth the, the entire time as Martian Manhunter. It's funny that when uh, Superman was in the interrogation room and he x-rayed everybody, he yeah. didn't notice that General Swanwick was, in fact, a Martian Manhunter at all. But the thing is, maybe he did. Oh. He's not the kind of guy to be like, guy's an alien. He did point out that guy's <laughs> lifesavers, though. So, you know, he's up for spilling some secrets. That's all I'm saying. That's entirely possible, yeah. Look, I have one more piece of trivia. I love trivia! I have one more, one more unearthed note here. Uh, it just says, the editor-in-chief of the uh, Daily Planet, Perry White, has a single diamond earring, and I want to know the story behind it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just a fashion statement. Maybe there's something more. I don't know. But He I'd got love divorced. To, I'd love, that's what I think happened. I'd love, to, I'd love to. That's it. I'd love to read that prequel comic is all I'm saying. <laughs> so if somebody's making it, yeah, please send me an advanced copy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is all that Daily Planet stuff, which I don't mind. But then at the end, they're like, hey, uh, Jenny Olsen, do you want to go on a date? Yeah, where do you want to go to? The giant crater in the middle of Metropolis? <laughs> Would you like to just sit sit there with me? Great stuff. Uh-huh. But th- there is a good moment where they're all going to get crushed and they're all sitting together and holding hands. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shows that there are people in this left. enormous yeah left, left in this alive. enormous battle. Yeah. Overall, though, like honestly, mm-hmm. and I know we've been heavy on the criticism for a lot of this. I like more. But of we've this... had a lot of laughs along the yeah, way. Haven't we just? Yeah. But seriously, I like more of this movie than I don't. Mm-hmm, I think it gets a lot of it right. I think, though, at the same time, there is no definitive live-action modern version of Superman that we've gotten yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Henry Cavill could definitely come back and do that at some point. Yes. I would like to see that. This is just, for me, it's just not... It's an interesting interpretation, but it's, it doesn't all come together for me. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, action sequences are great. It looks great. Yep. There's very well acted and well cast. Yeah. But yeah. I th- and it's also this this I- to me this idea and it's the you know the the flashbacks are a symptom of it. It's he doesn't have a character arc this Superman. Mm. At no point are you surprised that he becomes Superman and he saves the day at the end. Like yeah. there's no mo- there's no there's no tension where you're like what sides are you going to choose? I mean, we know it's Superman, but it's still, it would <laughs> yeah. be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could play pretend for 2 hours, you know what I mean? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's right. Just pretending Literally anything else is happening in the world. Like a giant alien invasion. God, what a relief. Oh my that God, would be. that feels so good. <laughs> just to think about something else oh just for a second. Oh my God, if I, I'll just, just, just the thing that I can knife fight, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week. We throw polls up on Patreon to be like, hey, what do you want to see? Mm-hmm. This was much requested. That's why we're doing it. And of course, I love talking about these movies. Me I could too. talk about these movies forever. Come back next week because we're going to be doing Batman v Superman. Yeah, the uh, the the, the Dawn, Dawn of Justice. Justice. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's a very long yes. title for a very long movie. I think we'll probably do the extended cut, right? All right, sure. Yeah, well, cool. I guess that's the version you know we're supposed to see. I think that's the idea. That is, it's very definitive. Isn't yeah, it? I'm looking forward to revisiting that because boy, do I have thoughts mostly about that jar of piss. We'll come back to it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, subscribe if you want. That'd be great. And of course, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. Comes out every Monday morning. We just we do that, don't we? We sure do. If you want Snyder Cut updates, mate. There's going to be Snyder Cut updates until the Snyder Cut is released and beyond. So That's if right. If you're on board with that, if you, if you like two idiots having thoughts about it. You're going to get that. You're going to get that. And you'll In have opinions spades. also. That's right. All right. See you guys. Uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want.
it's, it's up to you. 